Welcome, everyone, to the 11th podcast for Cassandra Properties. We are now, uh, it's pretty amazing. We're, we're in, have an audience in 47 countries. Our YouTube following is pushing 8,000 uh, across all the platforms. Things have really been taking off. Um, we are very excited um, to, to get into the weeds a little bit today. We have a, a guest who is a, a local businessman, uh, a dear friend, quite honestly. We grew up together. Uh, and he's out there. Uh, he's a restaurant operator. We'll, we'll get into all the background. He's out there fighting the good fight every day in, in really an impossible climate. We're trying to use this podcast as an opportunity to get the message out, um, you know, for anybody that wants to communicate, anybody that the, the whole the whole basis of this was to communicate and to get the message out for folks on Staten Island in particular uh, of whatever the issue of the day is. And of course, the issue of the day seems to be COVID over and over and over now. Uh, so we were really excited to have this discussion. And with that, let me introduce my good friend and local businessman, Mario Ferrara. How you doing, James? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. Who would have thought? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, this is something else. You know, if we would have went back to the days in the basement, yeah. right? Yeah. Helping the, the puppies yeah. along, right. right? Giving birth and sitting up all hours of the night and recording it. And if we would have, you know, said back then, we were right. such knuckleheads. <laughs> you know, we'd be sitting in, in a podcast studio together. We were good knuckleheads. Though. We were good knuckleheads. Yeah. I mean, that was that twenty. That was thir was that thirty years ago. I wouldn't say thirty. Twenty five. Twenty five 25 years ago. Yeah, You're yeah. getting old, bro. Yeah, man, it's happening. Wow. Getting wiser. Yeah. Yeah. That we are. Yeah. So as we always do, uh, we we like to kind of take it back to the to the beginning. So first, let's let's tell people actually before we go to the beginning. Um, the names of your restaurants, what you currently have going on, and then we'll go back to, as a kid, influences and how you ended up where you are today. Okay. Well, influences early on, obviously, with my mother, but right now, currently, we, uh, we own Marie's Gourmet on Victory Boulevard. Great place. Yes. That is the original spot that opened in 2007. And then we branched out to Marie's 2 on Hyatt Street. And when did that open? And uh, that opened in 2017. 2017. So that's three years in the making. Um, and now we're moving onto the other side into Charleston neighborhood, into a lovely shopping center over there. Uh, the name of that will be called Vitalia. So two existing places mm -hmm. opening up a third. Mm -hmm. Um, Marie's is my favorite place to eat on the island, and, and it has been for quite some time. Um, Very generous and supportful. Thank you. Well, it's, uh, it's a, you tapped into something there that is it, it's difficult to explain, mm -hmm. but it it's a, and I'm a, I'm an uptight guy. I'm a very structured a kind of guy, but mm -hmm. it's a disarming place. It's right. it it it's as close to. Um, a cheers feeling right, right. as you can possibly yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way to except minus minus the only it's a primarily a bar like right. this is amazing yeah. home style food and we'll get into the home style yeah. food and the origins of that in a bit but mm -hmm. you have an unbelievable way of just creating this cool vibe that yeah. it works it works it definitely does and especially when uh, you know can actually go in the place but <laughs> right well yeah right it works better that way but you haven't it. gotten it to a point where the vibe extends when you can't open yeah, yeah. Right. and we'll get into all that fun yeah. stuff so let's go back to to the beginning is restaurants is it in your family or i mean oh. what, what are the influences and how did you how did you end up in this you're clearly super passionate right yeah. so how does this happen okay so my mother was a fabulous amazing cook as you know i do so it started me just helping her mostly around the holidays thanksgiving you know we had the house that everybody came to it was just uh you know my mother cooked and that was it that was how we did it you know we had a nice big family and everybody came over and it was always just a feast and uh you know just that i feel like that just embedded in me you know not only just the food but just i think watching her watch everybody else enjoy because she never really even ate it or she would eat yep. it like the next day or she was always just so worried about everybody else enjoying and eating if they liked it and this and that and i feel like that's something uh, you know that that i definitely grabbed from her because you know there's there's when people enjoy something that you created you know especially from the ground up you know and, and then they enjoy that and 
it's it's rewarding in a way. She know? was a pleaser. She was definitely a pleaser. She, you know, but she was never pleased herself. Right. You know what I mean? Toughest so critic. Yeah, yeah. She was just always like, is it enough? It's just so funny. Like, it was always, there was always that scene from Dom DeLuise. I don't even know where it's from, but he was like, gee, I hope it's enough. And the whole table was just like <laughs> full of food. And like, that was it. That was basically it, you know? And then, you know, and then <laughs> when you go out to other, you know, when, you know, she she left us early on in uh, 98. So when you go out and you start experiencing other families and other traditions and you step into it and it's just not quite the same and it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, she was special. Yeah. You know, she was definitely special. So not that they're saying that, that doesn't exist, but, you know, it's just not as common, you know, not, not as common for people. It, that's, um, you know. It's something I've tried very hard to hold on to and impart with my family mm -hmm. that yeah. big kind of Sunday or Saturday or whatever day it is. It doesn't yeah. matter where you you're pulling the family together and yeah. it, it's somehow become more and more difficult. Mm -hmm. It seems oh, yeah. as time wears on even the simplest things of pulling loved ones together. Right. <laughs> right. And in, yeah. in today's world, yeah. in today's world, man, it's, it's, it's a true. whole nother ball game. If, you know, I mean, if I feel like, if anything positive did come out of this whole quarantine thing is that families were spent, were forced to spend more time together. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I look at it as a good thing, you know, just a little bit more together time, you know, but you know, technology takes it, takes its toll on that too. And cause you're there, but you're not really there. Yeah, not, not present. <laughs> you know, your yeah. body's there, but nothing else, you know? So that's just as frustrating. I feel like sometimes without a doubt. So you, Grow up, obviously, with Mama, and Mama's name was right. Marie. Marie. Right. Okay, so that's that's the, the genesis of, of the, the namesake for the restaurant. And it's uh, it actually was on the path we used to drive with my father and my sister going to school. Um, every morning we used to drive there. It's a car wash. Really? Yeah, it was a car wash. We used to, and we used to actually get our car there washed, you know, so it was pretty funny, you know. So there was a sentimental tie-in yeah, to that as well. Yeah, it was well. just on. It was just the way we went to school. We grew up in that neighborhood, and um, you know, geez, I was like, I didn't really never made it very far. I grew. I was born at like less than a mile away from that location. Yeah, well, I was born yeah. on Pelton. Yeah, you were born on Pelton. And I'm and back on Pelton. Basically, <laughs> on your back door. Yeah, but it's so funny. The two of us, like, I got further than you. All right. <laughs> North Shore's a. Yeah. It, it's look. Yeah. It's a special place. It yeah. it it's got its challenges, but. Yeah. Uh, you, you couldn't pull me out of the North Shore and relocate me anywhere on Staten yeah. Island for anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is there, is, is there any other influences as you're growing up food-wise? Is there celebrity chefs or is there family or is there any, anyone else that's yeah. influencing? Did you know this from an early age? I mean... No, actually, I didn't. I, I remember when I was a child, I wanted to be a fireman, like really young. I remember there was a fire in my backyard and I put it out with the hose and the firemen came and they shook my hand. They're going to you're gonna make a good fireman. And then we started hanging out, and then I just forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> completely. I, I stole that dream. I don't. That's it. You stole it, but you distracted it for sure. And then I and then I turned around, and we were like in our late twenties. I was like, "Shit, <laughs> what happened here?" Oh man, I, I got to do be something. A fireman. <laughs> I was supposed to be a fireman. So, and then I, you know, but no, I always had a passion. Always there was always a passion there. Like whenever I would always we would barbecue. I would always cook. Yeah. I always wanted, I was always an, an entertainer as well. Like I always, whether it was food or not food from an early age, we always entertained. We always had parties. We, you know, we always did that. You know, my house was always that spot too. So I feel like that was a definite key role in developing my entertainment, you know, feel. And you were uh, an actor and, a, and had a wonderful voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You did improv. and did improv. I used to, I used to, yeah, we well, did improv with all those guys. Yeah. You know, Murray and Sal and and all those guys and here we are yeah yeah so how do you end up going from that to owning two soon to be three restaurants i mean is there there has to be stepping stones here right how do you first get involved in the business well, and so initially when it happened in 2006 is when we started planning um my father had sold the house that we grew up in mm -hmm. and he did you know he did okay with that it was a beautiful home and, um, you know, we, as a family, we wanted to do something to honor her. And, you know, I wanted to 
get into the business for myself. So it just seemed like the the right thing to do. And I was, you know, I was young. I was 31 or something like that. And uh, I just really wanted to own and operate my own business after working for a family for so many years. I worked for one uncle who just didn't care about anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I worked for another uncle that literally cared for everything. Now, what it worked for them in, in... and they were both successful in their own way, you know. What type of business? All, all restaurants. All, Restaurant, all okay. pizza, Italian restaurants. So when I was 18, my dad, my father was like, you're not going to college? He's like, you're going to work for Uncle Julio. So yep. that, that's what I did. I went to work for Uncle Julio. And um, he started out busing, waiting tables, this and that. And yep. then I had a little problem with one of the customers and... You know, I kind of lunged over the table. And oh, boy. <laughs> well, he, you know, it was, it was a long story. Anyway, that actually, that action that, that happened there, actually, my uncle liked it. He was actually happy that that happened because I didn't let that person take advantage of disrespect for me. So he's like, I'm going to teach you the back of the house. Interesting. And you're going to become a manager. And that's exactly what happened. And he taught me, and that's really where I learned initially how to make pizza, how to make dough, how to do a lot of things. We made pasta together, and um, he taught me a lot, you know. He's, he's also, uh, he just died recently, a couple years ago, too, but he was a good guy. And then, so when I left him, that was in Jersey, you know, I went to uh, culinary school, you know, during all of that time while I was working with him, and I would bring a lot of new stuff there. And then it was just time for me to, to move on, and... Um, you know, so then, then my mother died during that as well, and so I took a little time off, and then, um, then I went to work for another uncle, and um, I learned a lot from him as well. You know, more more of the you know, the management side of it, more of you know dealing with a lot of people and a lot of staff. He had a very busy place, and it was just it was good to see like both ends of the spectrum. One yep. was very lax, and one was very uptight, and just the effect that has on staff. You know, and and. And how to really, you know, how to how to work with your staff and not let your personality kind of dominate what kind of leader you are. You know, as far as in that industry, you kind of need to really absorb a lot of different personalities. Sure. You know, and, and to be able to teach them not to bring that into your establishment and to, has to start with you. Yep. You, know, you can't you can't be freaking out if you don't want them to freak out. Sure. You know, so you know, it's a different kind of management style where when you have to interact with people, you have to be pleasant. You know, people you know want that. You know, so you're moving through the steps. You're getting uh, experience in two different management styles, mm-hmm. which is great exposure and helping your development. Right. Whether you're recognizing it or not, right? right? As you're going through this, you're starting yeah. to pick up these different skill mm-hmm. sets. The opportunity presents itself, and you take the plunge. Yes, that's so, exactly it. We took the plunge, got everything all ready, and certainly got taken advantage of because I was young and it was my first business and I didn't care and I didn't listen to anybody and I wanted it this way, you know. And that was also a huge learning experience because it wasn't just like, okay, you bought a restaurant. We bought an empty shell. Right. And we started from the architects and we started over there. And, you know, and we, so we put the walls, you know, we did everything. So... You know, we that was a really big learning experience as far as from the ground up. Because a lot of people don't have that. They usually just buy a restaurant. You know, so, so you got a good dose yeah. of the bureaucracy right. and the agencies. Absolutely. Dealing with, you know, GCs and, you know, just, you know, everybody comes in, starts shaking their head. Like, this is, the you know, something's wrong. We can't do this, you know, because, you know, they got to, it's got to be, you know, yep. they make it all look like a problem. Yeah, know? of course. So, you know, you learn that. But back then, I believed it all, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, no, you don't understand. There's a problem with this, and it's going to cost more, and, you know. But uh, you got to go through that, I guess, to learn, to yep. really learn, to really understand how to just, you know, just got to be diligent and focused, you know, and, and know what you're talking about. And that's one thing I can honestly say now is I know what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> that, that's the one thing that we, we can certainly hang our hat on. We're, you know, we're I've, gaining I've, wisdom. I've, I've ga- and that's the way I really look at it because I've had, you know, now with this and now, you know, you learn different avenues of, of bureaucracy and, 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 and just legal format as far as dealing with issues. You know, like if you had, um, you know, any other sort of issue, now we're dealing with a suspension and, you know. So all of these things I'm just like, it's a learning a learning experience because they could happen again and at least i know you know what to expect you know so what was the most 
difficult thing as you went through that experience? Was it getting through the agencies? Was it finding the staff? Was it sourcing quality foods? No, what? you know, all of that kind of just, when you create something like that, you'd be surprised. It attracts, it attracts people. You know, I remember building, I kind of made all the contacts I needed to. Plus, I wasn't a stranger in the business either. So I did know people as far as, you know, good quality ingredients. Yep. I, I knew, you know, most of the vendors and Right, from you your know, previous experience. We had family, you know, we were on the island. So I definitely had a guiding path, you know, to, to, to get started in that way. But, you know, I wasn't about to steal any staff or anything like that. But the staff really came together pretty pretty quickly, too, which was... And when we started, we had a great staff. It was really... Not that we don't have great staff now, but it, it really just came together nicely. And um, we had good people that ended up staying, you know, for quite a long time. You know, they ended up, people ended up staying there for... Years, you know, and it, yeah. was, it was nice, you know, it was nice. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, the hardest thing, I, you know, it was, for me, it was it was not being able to to just deal with the food end of it. And yep. there was so much other stuff to deal with that that I wasn't prepared for. I didn't, I didn't know existed, you know, because it's just when you're not the owner and, you know, certain things don't fall on you. And, you know, that was what I wasn't really expecting. You know, when I first started, I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. This isn't about food anymore. This is like, you know. And then and then also training people and, and, and you know, mostly chefs and the way you want things done. Because like, I can cook. I know how oh, to yeah. cook. You know, I can, make, I can make some food. But can I teach you to make food the way I make food? That's that's this business, you know, or you you have a chef that you trust to yeah. create your idea, you know, which isn't the case. And in my case, this is my food that I want duplicated, you know. And then there's some, of course, through specials, you can have, you know, you can have a chef's take on certain things. And it's all incorporated, but as a menu, as a base menu, you, you know, these are the things that I want to see and I want you to do it this way. So <clears throat> it's interesting. Petey is my counterbalance for what you're describing so i've i've find that in businesses now especially with technology being woven into every nook and cranny of everything we do there's uh for real estate there's deal makers mm -hmm. right which was traditionally if you were a great deal maker mm -hmm. you were successful you're a good agent now there's marketing mm -hmm. and deal making two totally different things okay. right I'm very much a right brain thinker, yeah. um, very strategic and organized and, uh -huh. but not creative. Uh -huh. Pete is extremely creative, but not as organized. <laughs> so what the, the challenge you're describing is I think something that, and you, you don't really, I've read a lot of books about business development and, you know, advice, and you don't really find that often. They don't tell you, you've got to be on both sides mm -hmm. or be smart enough to have a partner or someone in the organization that yeah. complements that. And it took mm -hmm. me 15 years to yeah. figure that out. Uh, you know, I, I've been attracted to other similar thinkers and mm -hmm. that's usually disastrous right. because you're missing a whole market segment and things that really should be tended to because mm -hmm. you're there so happy about, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're in lockstep. And meanwhile, can't see the forest through the trees. Right. So what you're describing is you're very much an artist, right? You're a creator. I like to create. Yeah. 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 So having the the other side of it come together was difficult. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Absolutely was difficult. So did you purposefully create this relaxed feeling over at Marie's or did that just happen organically? You know, I was that an, in a mission statement or? I think it's, it's, it's an extension of my personality, honestly, like, you know, because the way I, I, I interact with my staff and just the way that I am on myself, you know, and I want people to be themselves. And, um, I think that, you know, that vibe, that kind of, you know, you know, you can kind of put your guard down a little bit and just kind of, you know, as long as you can get the job done, you know, I want to, I want you to be yourself and I want you to and talk with people and interact with people on, on a level that you feel comfortable with, you know. And I, I think it just, you know, I think it, it also happened more because 
I was always in the beginning just about I all I cared about was just the product on the table, the food. Yeah. And I really I really didn't I always thought service wasn't as important, you know. I was like, it's it's okay because if you mess up, as long as what they ate and what they drank was good and they enjoyed that, they'll come back. Right. You know, and that kind of worked for me. But you know, all our reviews in the beginning were like, great food, lousy service, great food, lousy <laughs> service. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, but we had good characters there. We had personalities that you know. We used to have this guy Spiro. I don't know if you remember. Of him. course. What a wonderful, personality. Amazing, wonderful amazing kid. kid. I mean, just a, just an awesome, awesome person. And people would literally, he would get their order completely wrong. Yeah. And they didn't care. They would come back week after week. Is Spiro working? Yeah. <laughs> We'd be like, no, he actually took off today. We'd be like, okay, we'll come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, the food's still here. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, so it's it's interesting with, with service. It depends, I guess, on what level restaurant, you know, you, you want to. You know, if you're at a white tablecloth restaurant and you want to feel, you know, a certain way, you know, when you're out. Yep. Then, then I feel like my, my style is not, you know, where you want to be at all, you know. But, you know, if you want to just enjoy good food and kind of relate to the person that's serving you, then, yeah, then that's us, you know. And, and that works for us because, like you said, it's a neighborhood place, you know. Yeah. We get a lot of repeat customers, Christmas cards, like, you know. Sure. I invite certain customers to my daughter's birthday. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like that Absolutely. Kind of like, that's that's what we did, you know, and and. And that worked, you know, and it works for us, you know. And that was it. So when you took, you know, when we left for the, you know, for the virus, you know, a lot of people just, uh, you know, they, they they were just, they didn't know what to do because they were, you know, they go there every day or, you know, it's just a part of their routine. It becomes part of you. You know, and it becomes like part of you. And like when you take something like that away and it's like, you know, they're like, when are you coming back? I'm like, I can't even come back if I wanted to come back. <laughs> like yeah. You couldn't relive what you did, you know. You, I can deliver it to you, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's just not the same, you know, it's not the same. So you, you went, you, you opened up your second shop, which mm -hmm. is, uh, got a much heavier focus on delivery. Yeah. That's right? more walk in, take walk out, in and delivery. Yeah, but that was more focused on the, you know, the courthouses, um, jurors, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, lunch was really good down there. Um, especially, before everything, you know, there was a lot of activity down there, a lot of foot traffic, and just a lot of people in general in the neighborhood. You can never find parking. I mean, all the lots were full, and it was just, you know, it was very active. Yep. And um, and it was great, you know, and, and we made a lot of nice people there too, and a lot of a lot of local people, and you know, so diverse in that yeah. in that spot. You kind of you have a judge standing next to a homeless person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like that's some of the beauty of the North Shore. Everybody is there. True melting everybody, pot. Man, everybody's there. You know, after five o'clock. I right. mean, before five o'clock. After five o'clock. Right. Okay. Ghost town. <laughs> Not ghost town. Just the people that you yeah, were standing next to the judges are there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like they they hang around for the for the nighttime vibe. But um, you know, St. George has proven to be much more difficult for um. You know the outdoor dining um, phase that we're in. You know the uh, Victory Boulevard is much better for that. Yes. You know it, there's no comparison. I mean they're, they're, they want to make us responsible for a hundred feet <laughs> area from our front door, and that puts us right about into the uh, makeup uh, homeless shelter at the library. So I'm like, I can't. I can't. So let's let's. We, this is. This is what we wanted to really get into, folks. Yeah. Of course, we wanted to give context and give background, but I wanted to give Mario an opportunity to get the message out about what's happening, what are the challenges, uh, not not to sit here and, and to throw bombs at anyone, to, uh, to uh. get people to understand how difficult it has become and how uh, business owners are really being de-incentivized to yeah. such an extent that we're at a real critical tipping point in New York City, and, and I think it's, it's absolutely imperative we start talking about it in a respectful mm. way, yeah. um, because if, if we don't, it's, it's, it's over. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're in for a real shock here. So let's, let's start talking about COVID, well, the impacts. What, what I wanna say is I, I understand the health risks. Of course. And I'm a team player, and, and, and I don't ever wanna put anybody in harm's way when it comes to my business. Okay, so I don't, I don't want that responsibility, but there's contradictions 
There's, yeah. there's, there's, you know, there's, there's not a, a, a f it doesn't make sense in, in a lot of ways because it's okay here, but it's not okay here. It's, yeah. It, and, and that's the part that bothers me. And, you know, if you're going to say that people were drinking and not eating, that was one of the accusations that, that I was accused of. Um, then in, in, in how, because of a business structure, you take a brewery, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus yep. or name names, but if you are a brewery yep. and you don't have food, you're allowed to serve, as long as they're sitting, yes, they have to be sitting, but they don't have to eat, right. they're allowed to drink. Right. Why is that okay? Is, is I just as a public health concern, I don't doesn't that no doesn't consistency. make sense to me. You know what I mean? Where you can have people just drinking because their business structure says that they're this. Is this a health issue or is this a business structure issue? Right. I don't. That's what that, that, so, that bothers so me. Let's you know? let's slow that down for people that are not <laughs> familiar with it. So what Mario was talking about is uh, there was the the rule that you can you you can order drinks, but you have to be eating while you're ordering drinks and, and there was the kind of the famous Cuomo chips right. where people were selling a bag of potato chips mm -hmm. to qualify for the rule that got disqualified right. yet uh, if you're a brewery right. you don't have to you don't have to do it and serve food so <laughs> so Mario's frustration is either make it where we can just serve the drinks like they can or right. if it genuinely is about a health concern then nobody should be able to do they it. Shouldn't be able to do it, right? Yeah, it uh, we'll play by the rules, but make them consistent and make them apply to everyone. And make them about health, which right. is what they're designed for. You know, I mean, make it that you know, if we're really causing an issue for you know <laughs> for the health and the way we're operating, which is what they're saying that they 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 are not operating according to the guidelines of the CDC, and they're you know they're proposing a health risk for everybody. So then. Why not take away my business license? Why just my liquor license? Why am, if I'm not listening and I'm a public health threat to everybody because right. of the way I operate, you know, then, then don't allow me to operate at all if I'm such a risk. Why just, just take one aspect of the business away from me and find me exuberantly, you know, just, just, just for that, you know, where now I can still basically do the same thing and have people stand there and, and not wear masks and whatever tra atrocities that we're occurring. You know, I can still do that though. It just doesn't make, you know, it doesn't, it's not, a, it, for me, it doesn't seem like it's a health concern. It's more of just a, a revenue generator in my instance anyway. So the, the Mario had uh, at Marie's two an incident where there was a, a group of people that, and stop me at, at any point if, if I get off track here, um, that had dined and, and become part of the fabric of the place, like you were talking about, and had been there every day, every day for <laughs> every day. for years. Um, every day, not you know, every day, you know that that we were allowed to start doing this. You know, they would come. They were local people, so they would eat together and they would drink together. You know, they were the same people that from whenever I can't tell you exactly when they allowed this outdoor dining and this open restaurant program, but from that day. <laughs> that we put our tables on the sidewalk. These were the same people that were supporting us. Yep. Neighborhood people that would come every single day, you know. That's that's who they were. That's the same people. They were family members, they were, you know, they yep. were boyfriend and girlfriend. They were they, it's just a local place where not if you came by any night you would see the same people yep. every single night. That's the kind of place that that was and there was no more than ever 9 or 10 people. You know what I mean like yep. It was just the same people, you know, and, and they were so grateful that we were able to supply them with that. You know, they so grateful. And you're grateful that you have the opportunity to try and keep the lights on. Absolutely, because right? they were very generous, you know. They, yep. would, they would buy food that they didn't want, and they would eat it, and they would, you know, they would spend, and they would tip, you know, very well. And, you know, just, just, just to be able to, to, to kind of feel like a normal thing was going on, you know. And every other business on the strip is was closed, is closed, has been, you know, throughout this whole pandemic from day one. Yep. We were the only people there going to work every single day. Like, you know, that's when we were considered essential workers. Right. We were being praised and, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, I can't, you know, you guys are out there risking your lives just to feed. And that was before the whole, you know, liquor thing happened. So we were literally just there takeout delivery and whatever walk-in traffic came. And, you know, it wasn't great, but we did it. You know, we did it because we wanted to feel normal too. And obviously we needed to make some sort of money, but 
you know, we didn't really have to because we could have sat home and collected unemployment yep. and got our extra 600 and we could have got, you know, the loans and everything like that. But, you know, we chose to go to work. Yep. So that's what we chose to do. So part of, of Mario's frustration is at a time when, um, you know, people needed to eat, you're out there and you're providing this 100%. essential service and you're going to work at your risk and your people are going to work uh, voluntarily and you're providing food and you're, yeah. you're providing a, a normalcy Absolutely. that people so desperately needed. And, and, you, and it was recognized and people thanked us for that throughout the whole pandemic. But, yeah. You know, absolutely. And then overnight, yeah. the switch flips and right. you're the, the bad the restaurant bad owner yeah. who's, you know, mm. trying to put generate revenue and put people at risk. Right. Like the whole narrative kind of yeah. flips overnight. So you have this group that's been coming, supportive group. Absolutely. They're sitting down, they're eating and they're drinking, which is fine. They stand up. The restaurant's closing. Right. You're mopping the floor yes. or, or your associates mopping the floor. Five minutes to 11, which is the time they got to close. Yeah. What, what do you mean the time you have to close? 11 is when you have to bring everything inside and you can't serve any more liquor. This is your decision? No, no, no this is this is mandated. So the, it's also mandated the yes. times that you can be open. Absolutely. Yeah. We can stay open for takeout and delivery, I believe, if we wanted to. Lock the door and just do that. I'm pretty sure that we're allowed to do that. But any outdoor activity, any sort of dining, any sort of alcohol, 11 o'clock is the end of the road. Yeah. And was there, uh, was there a, a, a group or was there a bunch of restaurant owners that got together and, and consulted on this? Or, you know, were you a part of this decision making? Oh, no. no, no, these are all executive orders. These have nothing to do with any sort of, you know, this is all based on the numbers and based on, you know, which, which I thought we should be rewarding ourselves based on our numbers. Because Staten Island has done remarkably, remarkably well. Throughout the whole pandemic, we were lower than everybody, you know, and we keep getting grouped together. And, 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 and you know, when, it, when they first opened and you saw the scenes from Astoria and you saw the scenes, you know, in those high-volume areas, you know, certain places early on got, you know, lost their license because there was hundreds of people. Right. You know, hundreds, and, and they weren't listening and that, you know, but... You know, I have, you know, uh, this store is, 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 is as tiny as can be. It's if a couple you, hundred square feet. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, if you have one person in there waiting in line for the bathroom, we're, we're, we're like breaking the law already. You know, like it's crazy if, you know, you have three people working, you know. So there's all these, at any given time, you know, they can just be driving by or whatever. They don't, you know, they're not, the task force is there to kind of just get you and like, ha, I got you. It's not like to guide you and say, okay, look, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, you know, these people need to be seating, you know, and it wasn't even like, you know, but they were seating, you know, they, they ate already. Like, what is the timeline? Like, you know, after you take your last bite of food, do I have to take your drink away as well? Because do, do we have to no sit clarity, with a, right? a dirty plate in front of you for how, what is it? Like, can you eat? one meal and then have three drinks after like because that's what was going on they were eating but how much can you eat they have to order a meal for every drink you know is that the rule and like, there's no clarity on this yeah, as far so, as i could see you know i mean you know and even if there was you're you're here to create food right. you're here to create right we're and to we're, to we're, entertain this is your passion right. you're not here to you, you, you have these people, they're outside, they're eating, they're drinking. And what Mary was talking about is, okay, people order food and then, you know, you have to be eating while you're drinking. So it's not like people are, are watching and supervising this all the time, right. which would even be worse. But yeah, you right. have people that now, inspectors that may be driving by and they the, 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 the server could have taken <laughs> the plate away a minute ago right. and it looks like people are just sitting right. there and yeah. drinking. Right. Right. But, but even so, even so, forget about all the food and all this and all that. I mean... When you're taking the same people every day that come to the same place every single day, it's this, this is not a public health risk. This is a family getting together in a backyard. Yep. This is, you know what I mean? There's no difference. There's, there's just because I, I pay corporate taxes and, and sales tax is the only thing that separates me from a, your backyard party where you invite people. And that's okay. You know, right. that's fine. But, you know. We're here, and, you know, and, and say say we say we weren't listening. Say they weren't eating. Say there was just nine people standing up and drinking. Like, imagine, you know, your whole life is you've you've done this. This is what your this is your job. Like, this is your career. This is what you've chosen to do. Your path in life, 
and now it's illegal. <laughs> like, you know, it's like all of a sudden I'm a drug dealer or, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's like you can't, oh, you're not allowed to sell houses or re commercial real estate anymore this way. You have to do it this way now. Yep. You know, and it's just Which like, happened also. It did happen. Right? It did. This Absolutely. is this is the reason this and is I thought about that, you know? so profound is yeah. it's impacting everyone and right, right. New York City. I'm fine. I, listen, when this was, we were in the heat of it, you know, March 16th to, uh, I, I want to say, even May or whenever it kind of, you know, I, I can't remember when it exactly it did get, you know, lifted and we were allowed to open outside or whatever. But, like, you know, we were, we were listening. We did what we had to do. You know, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't have parties. Like, nobody right. was outside drinking. Like, we didn't do that, you know. Yep. We, it wasn't like we were just, like, for like, all right, we're not listening. We were like, okay, nobody has it on Staten Island. There's like six people somewhere in the hospital that have it. Like, yeah, you know. But I know they don't want it to spread, and I get it. But it's just like I feel like we did the work. We paid, you know, we we sacrificed. We did everything. We got to the numbers where they said we needed to get to in order to have some sort of normalcy, and then they changed it all, and then they started enforcing. You know, and it's like, where was the enforcement before that? Why didn't they come check on us every day when we were standing back there just doing nothing, making food, and 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 obeying you know basically you know so a <clears throat> couple of really important things here you're clearly not making money now right this is about keeping doors open it's, and it's about you know it's about keeping doors open it's about employing people it's about providing staff and you know at the, you know at the end of the day you have to make something can't not make anything so yep. that that really comes with you know you have to everybody has to kind of understand and, and just if it takes longer to you know to pay this or to pay that or you know you just kind of have to go with it you know and just it just work that way I mean thankfully we've been we've been busy so it's been okay you know and you kind of it's all you kind of just have to adjust you know you kind of you know like I always said it's all about percentages you have to look at what you made in a day and you got to say okay 30% for this 20% for that 10% for me like and make that work right you know just make that work you know so because uh, uh, I, I want to get to the, the crux of this and, and then I want to close close the loop and then close the chapter on this and move on to some other topics so your your party that had been coming and is coming in part to to help you because mm -hmm. you you've been there for them. There's less than ten people. They stand up at the end of the meal. Mm -hmm. um, your restaurant literally uh, the the front the front house is a few hundred square feet maybe. Mm -hmm. They come in to wrap up their evening. Mm -hmm. They're standing, mm -hmm. not sitting, right. and your license is revoked. I mean, it, it, it's suspended. What's the, the correct term? It's here? suspended. It's yeah. suspended. It's temporarily suspended. It could be. If they find that, you know, it's so bad, they could permanently suspend it. Um, you know, obviously, there'll be fines. They, you know, there, there was other things. They said that, well, you know, my partner with the mask situation where she was wearing it all day. She just wasn't wearing it at the end of the night. Yeah, you know? she was done. And she, she thought she was out. sitting down. I'm you know? sitting down. Night's over. Yeah, like, you know, I'm done. Like, right. I'm like, you know, what a day. <laughs> you know, we're relaxing now. You yeah. Know? We're, we're, we're done, you know. And, uh you know, so she she was a big problem. I feel like that that you know, and her kind of not just cowering down to them definitely had a huge role in um, you know. And they also misquoted her saying that she never wears a mask and she never has to because of her medical problems, which she does have a cyst in her nose, like she has asthma, like there are medical. And I also remember that being in the language with with the whole mandates with the mask was that if you had a pre existing medical condition that you didn't have to wear a mask. But I understand that maybe she shouldn't be in that position if she has that, maybe stay home. Okay, I get it, you know, and that's what I told them. I was like, I, I understand where you're coming from. If she can't physically do it all day, every day, then stay home and do what you gotta do at home, you know? So basically that's what's happening with that, you know? Um, but but think about how insane <laughs> this is for a minute. Right. We're, we're here talking about you as the business owner, right. If assist in the nose qualifies for an exemption under right. this is insanity. It's insanity. So it's so insanity. New Yorkers are the best problem solvers on the world. Mm -hmm. The New York entrepreneurial community, there is no better. Right. And my big beef and the message I've been trying to carry uh, on the other side of this to decision makers and policy influencers and policy makers is you've taken 
the best problem solvers in the world right. out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get there's no easy way to do this, but it's a lot worse when we're legislating and we right. have no knowledge of what running a business means. Right, we, right, right, right. We don't, yeah. you're right? A Especially lot of, that business, you know, like... Well, well, every business has got its yeah. nuances, yeah, and, yeah. and the elected officials that haven't been in private business for themselves, mm-hmm. there's no way they could know... Right the nuance of yeah. what goes on. So yeah. I, I feel like there yeah. there should have been, and it's not too late. Like we, we should be looking at this from a little bit of the honor system, right? right? Like we know what's gonna keep our people safe yeah. better than you ever will. Right. I've been doing this for mm. almost 30 years now. There's no way you could possibly tell me things that yeah. are gonna matter, right? There's optics and then there's, there's real, you know, Real time. Meat and yeah. potato stuff, mm-hmm. but no one's going to know it better than me. No one's going to know the restaurant business better than you, right? right? So yeah. that's not been part of the problem solving. Yeah. We've all been given these rules and on the fly while we're trying to adapt, mm-hmm. it's been really difficult. Yeah. You know, it's been near impossible. I mean, you have to you have to go on the website every day just to see if something else happened, you know, if something else changed. Because I remember someone coming to me and being like, you know, you got to close by 11. And I was like, I do? <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I, I was, uh, you know, up in Pennsylvania for a few days with my right. family. And now I come back, and, you know, I, I, you can't step away. Like, you know, it's just you can't. Uh, you got to really stay on top of all the all the regulations and if you miss something then you're a bad actor right right then they then you're the bad guy that's not you know being sensitive to health and and you know it's very very frustrating another point i've tried to communicate is these these people i have people that have been with me for 25 years they're my family yeah right 100 percent. nobody's going to look out for them better than i am nobody right so yeah. we're not yeah they're, it's they're, tough they're just they're they're putting everything into one big bubble and saying okay this is how it is for everybody in every situation but every situation is different you know? right it's every every you know they're not not really caring whether to hear it you know you can't explain to them because of course you, you know you're the one that's having your license suspended so of course you're going to say anything you know to to, to whatever they want to hear right that's that's the whole thing were but, they were the people who did this were they were they pleasant? No, I mean, no, the people that did it were not pleasant under from what I heard. They were not, you know, they were they were really not pleasant. And um the people that served the suspension were pleasant and they were apologetic and they were like, Oh, we're so sorry, this isn't us, we don't wanna do this you know, and, and it's like, okay, but you're doing it, right? <laughs> you know, and it's like oh. Well it puts everyone in a tough spot, right? Yeah, we all have someone yeah. to answer to and Plus, you know, the next day, Boy. it was the next day when they came, it was exactly the same people that were there when that happened. Yep. You know what I mean? That know exactly what's going on. Everybody's talking about it, this and that, you know. But they never thought that that was going to be the outcome. You know, they figured, okay, you're going to get fined and whatever, and this is going to happen. But, like, so they were there when, when they suspended a license. And, you know, and those nice people, you know, took the heat from the, from the customers because right. they were like pissed. You know what I mean? They're like, how can you do this to them? You know what I mean? Like we're here every day. Like, so how many warnings did you get? Like written warnings prior to none, zero, no warnings. There's no warnings. They just came out of nowhere, you know? So you got no, no written warnings, warnings about activity being, being out of, you know, we're not, you know, there's, there's no warning. So there's you nothing. legitimately went from, and I know I'm harping on this because yeah. there's been a lot of, ambiguity around this yeah, yeah. you went from zero warnings right. to license suspended license suspended yeah yeah because uh, what they witnessed was so outrageous you know and i know you know i mean i've you know obviously as a business owner and i'm sure many local island business owners do this they drive around and just to see what's going on you know yeah. like they check other places out and you know, I noticed that in front of my place, you know, and I actually even ended up talking to one of the guys because he was so every there, he was there every single night. <laughs> and finally I had to like ask him, like, dude, uh, like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you, why do you come here every night and like look at us and record us? And like, you know, it's weird, you know? And he, and he came clean and he's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local owner. And he's like, I'm just checking out the vibes. And he's like, I, and then he like came to me and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, you know, it looks like you got a great thing going here and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, it's for now. And I was like, you know, I always joked about it. And I was like, until they take it away, you know, <laughs> and boom, it happened, you know. But, you know, so even like, 
you know, say say they weren't eating, say they were just standing, you know, say they were not listening, say all of that, but like, what are they really doing? <laughs> what are they really doing? You know, socializing. You right. know, they're you know, it just is like, it's just too it's it's too contradicting as far as you know, and and you know what they expect just on that particular sidewalk because like though that sidewalk compared to a sidewalk at the other place like not that we're on the sidewalk but there's no foot traffic and there's nobody coming through oh on that particular street is the pathway to the ferry yep. so when the ferry lets out you have people kind of come yep. and walk through and then when the people come down you know what i mean so like so i can have a group of people sitting here you're putting us out on the sidewalk sitting here eating drinking following the rules and then there can be 20 people at a clip walking between my restaurant and those tables. Now, those people, if, if they don't have a mask on while they walk through my yep. restaurant, it's my fault. No. I have to stop them and make them put a mask on. Yeah, because I'm responsible for 100 feet. Wait, wait, wait. wait. 100 feet of, of, from my front door, they're, they're saying I'm responsible. So the violation was that there were people within 100 feet of the premises. That, that's insane. So 100 feet, like I was saying, there's a, the New York Public Library is, is probably about 80 feet away from me on the other side of the street. Right. And there was literally a homeless shelter. Yep. Like, you know. Like they, an impromptu, impromptu encampment. It's not like a they, shelter. A scaffolding. Right. So yeah. they use that as the shelter. Yep. I know I'm it well. I'm talking about, like, lounge chairs. Yep. Like, they're, they yep. go up on the second floor and take showers, like, I am responsible for those people according to a hundred feet mandate. Like, so basically impossible. it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. impossible. And you know, there's like my, the business, the bar next door to me is four feet away from me. Like, you know, so I don't know if everybody's responsible for a hundred feet, like who is really responsible for where? Like, I don't know, you know, but I'm just saying, so then people walk through, if they see somebody that's eating there and they want to stop and say hello and just be, normal human beings, you know, because they know this person and they want to say hi to them. They're not wearing a mask. Now they're standing. They're talking to the people that are sitting. I'm inside making pizza. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's just a cluster. It's like. So these are the things that. It's a big challenge over there. That. If you're on a busy street sidewalk and you want to, you know, you want to have your outdoor thing that they're allowing, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, and this is why you, you need to have real-world experience if you're going to be making these rules. Or you better damn well start listening to people that have real-world experience. That's a good place to really, you know, to really, you know, it, they, the street's not closed, so it's not like people could just walk in the street or, you know, they're doing that. And I think that's great. I think it's really beneficial. In that, and that looks like they're trying to help businesses. And that's great, you know what I mean, for them. But, you know, you got Hyatt Street over there, and it's just uh, it's a wild west out there. We've had... Knives pulled on us. Um, my partner wouldn't serve. You know, they stopped somebody from not wearing a mask to come in, and um, they were drunk. <laughs> so we were like, you got to leave. And then next thing you know, there's a knife in their hand. And it's like, you know, I mean, this is just what happens out there, you know, and it's crazy. And it's like, you know, do I really need this right now? So I feel like almost. See, see what you just said? Yeah. That is the tipping point I right. referenced earlier. Yeah. That is very scary. What's it's not worth it, you know. At what point does it just be like, okay, it's not worth it anymore? But, you know, I mean, you know, then you have victory where it's like you have a nice little area and your safe patio and there's no issues and people are eating and they're listening and it's just like, see, I know I can listen to the rules. Like it's not. First of all, I'm not the one that's standing. You want to find somebody, stand, find the people. They know the rules. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go find them $100 or something. You know, not forty thousand to a business owner who's like trying to, you know, just. You know, in, in a place like that, you know, you, you're going to take a month to make that. And, and that's gross. You know, it's not even like, you know, not even realistic. So, well, know. look, we we're all facing something <laughs> in the modern era we've never faced before. And um, I'm very cautious before we start laying blame anywhere. And I think yeah. it's not too late, but. I think it's really important that we have, this is, uh, in, in my opinion, this is the most important podcast we've had yet, mm. that this message starts to get out there and hopefully people start to listen and this becomes much more of a collaborative, informative process right. and a lot less of a, finger pointing, you know, create the policy and enforce it Yeah. Um, because there no. are nuances, there are good people that are trying to do the right thing. Right. 
and the rules are set up right now where they're that's just in stark can yeah. contrast with each other. I mean, I read something on SI Live. They said that they're going to stop. You know, right after we got suspended, they're going to stop being so enforcement and more informational. So let's hope that's true. You know, for the other people out there. But you know, I've driven past a few establishments, and God bless them. They're doing amazing, and you know. There's not a whole lot of social distancing going on, you know. Yeah. So, it, it, and and I don't think it's wrong. I'm like, right. you know, I'm like, but it's frustrating. It's so nice to see that people are out and enjoying themselves, and yep. this is what it should be, you know. And this is what, you know, this is what it, it's it's what we're meant to do as far as you know social beings go, and you know, and the restaurant, and the bar industry, the restaurant industry in particular, you know, we are we really are the fabric of 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 culture as far as social interaction goes without a doubt i mean you know we you know you take us out of the element and what is there to do yeah <laughs> you know really what is there to do can't go to a movie you know you can't bowl or can you bowl now i don't know can you you know i don't know anymore but yeah you know it's just uh it's it's a very important part of of the fabric of the culture and the meetings and people making deals and you know, people coming together and people arguing and, you know, and everything in between all happens in a, in a restaurant. How many deals and you know, business meetings have I had at your place? Exactly. It's countless. It's, it's right? count And that's where people feel comfortable. It's a common ground. It's like, okay, we both need to eat. We both need to drink. We both need to, you know, spend money, you know, and, like, feel good about ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, like, you just, like, you know. I'm fine. If it's really a public health risk, then I'm I'm like, okay, stop it. You know, let's let's shut it down. Let's completely. shut it down. Like, just don't, let's just get through it. Then you know, like, let's just do it. You know, we could have we could have been there already. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's the thing is nobody really knows. Right. Well, that, that that's right. Follow the science. Science has changed. It, it it's the in the beginning it was yeah. this is not communicable right. by uh, yeah. traditional means right. and, and you know so. But now <laughs> is it is it a, a bad virus that yes it's real is it being piggybacked into a political you know yeah, is well, that what's happening or you know is it really about public health issues? But the things that I can't the thing that I can't understand mostly is the is the brewery loophole. Like to me. And God bless all the breweries out there. I'm not hating on you. I'm jealous. I just don't understand how you can operate right. according to no foods when clearly that is such right. an important issue to the governor. Right. Well, look, the the VMA is is having their award show this week, uh -huh. and anyone who's traveling back and forth has right. to quarantine. Becca is from out of state, so yeah. we haven't been able to get together as as often as we would yeah. because of the quarantine issues. But there's a carve out for the performers. Okay. They don't have to quarantine, <laughs> right? So again, right. you know, where like, the the people are kind of tired yeah, of yeah. two sets of rules. It's just you know, it, it's, it's tough to be told every day what to do and yeah. how to do it. Even though that's pretty much there, there are already rules in place, you know. And the, there's plenty of them. The health department can come in any day and bust you for whatever they want. And yep. you know, the the fire department can come in if you're not. And that fire department is, is an important one because I feel like that is more about safety than anything. Yes. So. You know, the fire department's good. I get it. Health department's very crucial because if you didn't have the health department, you'd have some pretty grimy people out there yep. putting some really horrible things out to people. And I, and, I, and I respect them for that. But like anything, there's regulations where it's like, you know, you have a, a, a silverware facing the wrong way. And, you know, if they want, they can fine you for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there are little nitpicking things that I don't agree with. But overall, the health department, I feel, is very, very important as far as controlling because I've been inside some of these places, and you know, it just isn't sanitary what they do. So well, but but but, and that's again, I, and I don't want to get too far out in because we'll be here yeah, for days. Yeah. But one bad instance, one bad actor, yeah. uh, it results sometimes in legislation that all it does is take the good actors out of it. So right. they they changed a lot of the the rules around brokers and doing rentals, right? So we pride ourselves on on how we, we operate, we're professional, we mm -hmm. don't play games. Yeah. And when they changed the rules around rentals, we abandoned overnight mm -hmm. a really strong rental program wow. and we were providing good service. Yeah. We were doing the right thing. We don't care who you are, where mm -hmm. you are, where you come from, yeah. that doesn't matter to us. It never has, never will. You need a place to live. But because of the doubling and tripling down on enforcement because of the bad folks that were operating that are the ones that are doing things that yeah. are disgusting. Yes. We dropped, we overnight, 
yeah. said, it's over. Yeah. We will not do this anymore. So yeah. it's another issue. We don't want to get too far out. Yeah, let's yeah. let's bring it back. And, and COVID hasn't been the only issues, right? Uh, the virus itself, the the false start with the opening of, mm. of the restaurants. You guys went, you stock your, your, your fridge, you, you, you mobilize, you bring people in, mm. and then with only a few days' notice, it yeah. gets pulled out from under you. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that, that was something that I guess, you know, we, we, we kind of knew maybe it was going to happen, but yeah. we kind of hoped it didn't. And, uh, you know, of course it did. And, and that's the thing, you know, they, they make it all about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, and the numbers are there. Numbers are there, you right? Know, they, that, that's what it was all about, you know. So that's why I can see a lot of people get frustrated when you when you be like, okay, we'll we'll buy into this science angle, and we we get it, like we think that's a good idea, and we'll listen to it. We will get the numbers down, we'll do the work, and we did that. And then now they're scared, you know, for it to come back. At the end of the day, they're only scared because the healthcare system can't handle <laughs> treating people. At the, you know that's that's the real problem here. They sure. just don't want. You don't want they to have don't run want, on hospitals. They don't want the ho- hospitals to be overrun. And of course. So what does that say about our healthcare system? Uh, we we well, that's another discussion. They can't handle right? it. That's that's the problem here because if they could treat everybody that they you know that they let live in a community you know then you should have the proper yep and just in case something happened or you know the natural disaster or this and that you know all these things that are happening more and more frequently and the healthcare system is overwhelmed well i'll I'll say this that thank god (laughs) this virus turned out to be not as deadly as Mm. originally thought it could have been because this was a a a dry run in my opinion just like the superstorms these things are just going to unfortunately become part of the norm and we found a lot of weaknesses up and down the chain here locally nationally internationally supply chain issues hospital issues So hopefully this uh, again silver linings. But you guys also got hit hard with this this little storm that that turned out to yeah. be not such a little storm, right? Oh man, this was uh, that that I didn't see coming at all because you know we uh, we lost power and we uh, you know we decided to open that exact week. So oh. we opened on like that. the hits keep coming. Yeah, that was that was that was close because they were saying they you know you you talk to Con Ed and you go and you and you walk down the street to the way the tree took out your power lines and you talk to the guys working on those and you're like, you know, Hey buddy, how you doing? How long you think it's going to take? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> could be a week. It could be a day. I'm like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? We literally just got everything ready to go on that Sunday. You know, like I had my guys in there prepping everything. We we're close for five months and, uh, you know, uh, well, just thank God for generators. You yeah, know, that's that's uh, very expensive generators. But. So with all of this, yeah. uh, and here's the dangerous part for me on the real estate side, seeing this over and over and over. You're slated uh, long before COVID. You got involved in uh, opening potentially a third restaurant, mm-hmm. which we want to talk about. Um, but you're also cautious, right? As you go through this process and and you start to question. Yeah. When is enough enough, and yeah. and when do you hit that delta where you say, you know what, whatever's into it, I'm I'm done, I'm out, I'm not gonna, I, I can't operate this way anymore, right? Right. So let's let's talk on the positive side of things. Yeah. Talk about the new restaurant. The new where restaurant. is it located? What's the menu going to be? What's the vibe? The vibe and the menu are all going to be. Um, well, let's just start with where it is. It's uh, in the Charleston shopping commons there 2935 veterans road and south shore commons shopping center yes across from the target across from the target across from over there the home depot great amazing location um you know uh yes it was pre-covid and we uh you know we had to halt a lot of a lot of work that we were doing um you know because of that and um it has prolonged it but during this you know kind of made me kind of change um i wouldn't say change the food or the items but just kind of change the format in which we get the product to the customer okay um and i feel like you know because of this uh situation that we're in it it caused everybody to make changes and to do different things i've seen four-star restaurants have uh, toilet paper for sale in their store and you know like just everybody's just kind of scrambling to figure out how to how to stay open so um, in a way, I think that what 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 
happened with this uh, situation and this virus and, and me opening a restaurant at the same time really made me think about the future um, and how people are going to move forward in, in this business. And, um, you know, I feel like if you, if you kind of go into any restaurant or you go into anybody's back of the house, there's a lot of treasures back there that people don't get to normally see. Yep. You know, there's a lot of ingredients and there's produce and there's beautiful vegetables and there's all this beautiful proteins. And it's attractive. Right. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's presented right. Yeah. If you're buying the right products, you know, so the angle we're going there is like, you know, we're, we're going to have, you know, everything that you would normally see in a good restaurant as far as steaks and fish and, and all these other things and the great vegetables and, and all like that. But you can really dissect the dish if you want to kind of do it yourself almost, or if you kind of want to cook it later, or if you want us to cook it for you, but you can actually see your proteins, you can see your vegetables, you can actually pick what you want and what seasoning you want. And, uh, you know, of course there'll be menu items that sure. will, will be all prepared and you can just pick that. But I feel like a lot of people now, especially with, with less going out, they want to cook. But, you know, if you have to go into a grocery store and pick out all the ingredients for a, for a dish, you know, it's going to take you some time. Right. Whereas if we kind of just put that for you and give you a few different options according to your preferences and, and visually you can see, oh, okay, so you, you know, you have Himalayan salt for that. Or, you know, everybody's very in tune to what they're eating, ketogenic. They want their proteins. They want separate from their starches. But, like, I feel like there's no traditional meal anymore as far as the individual goes. You know, you can't. I, I cater parties all the time. I cater parties to my family who's a vegetarian, who doesn't eat this, who doesn't right. eat that, you know, who wants no salt, who wants this. Yep. So dissect everything and make it visual for the customer to actually see what they're getting into and be like, okay, I know, you know, three people want this way and I know that. Or just give me what you do best. Or, you know, I feel like it's, uh, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like you get to really plan what you're ingesting. I, I love the idea as yeah. we've all become so much yeah. more health conscious, mm. being able to see yeah. the actual proteins right. or see the in actual seasons yeah. and see the actual vegetables right. that we're putting in our body right. Right. separate, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And presented like, hey, here's the stuff we use. It's right. the finest quality. Yeah. Like, I think that's where you're going with yes. this. The customer mm -hmm. can see it like, ah, how about you put this with this and this? Right. And you're right. actually seeing yeah. what's going in your body, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's like, you know, it's it's there. It's it's there for you. You know, you, you're gonna have a nice, beautiful sushi grade piece of tuna, and you wanna, I mean, you know, you want a pound of it or whatever. You know, whatever it is. Or do you want me to cook it for you? <laughs> you right. Know, what do you want me to do with this for you? You know. Right. What kind of season do you like? Spicy? Do you like this? Do you like that? You know. Then you can kind of move down the line, and uh, you know, we can cook it. You can sit down and eat it, or you can take it home, cook it later. You know, or we can deliver it to you. <laughs> whatever you want, basically. Yep. But I feel like, you know, um, you know, there's a lot, you know, just looking, you know, you go back in the walk-in box and you got all this beautiful ingredients, man, and they're hidden. Yeah. You know, they're like, why are they hiding back there? Like, it's a great point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let they people should be see. out there and let people see them and let, you know, put the whole fish out there and, you know, fillet it in front of them, you know, like watch, you know, let them see it, you know, let them be a part of their, their food. Yeah. You know, and, um. And I really hope that we can have people inside and, uh, you know, in a, in a relatively soon time because um, I'm, you know, I'm all about vibe as well. So you asked about the vibe and, um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a very high energy vibe. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be fun. You know, yeah, you made the decision to yeah. rip all the storefronts out. Yeah, I know you're opening up the whole thing. The whole thing's being opened up, you know. Very, and, very cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. And, uh, you know, we have a lighting uh, engineer coming in with all sorts of trussing and moving heads and all that stuff. And, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, we can sit people down inside and they can kind of experience, you know, a whole different kind of, uh, you know, eating thing where, you know, where you have a different vibe and you have some good music playing and you can socialize and you can drink and just go back to being normal. And you can kind of, you know, be your own little chef in a way if you want, you know. It's great. You want to try your own little combination. We'll have different rubs for different meats, different, you know, different 
you know, salts. There's all kinds of salt that people, you know. Like, right. You know, there's just salt's not just salt. It's not just salt. You know, there's there's a lot, and it goes really well. And you know, this that guy Salt Bay made a whole life yep. out of salt. So, you know, yep. don't underestimate salt. But you know, there's there's, there's a lot of different things, and um, and also um, Vitalia. Um, it has a very healthy name feel to it, like vital, like life, and and that kind of thing. So we're also going to venture down the um, fresh juice end of it so um you know we're gonna have uh, a nice juicer there and you'll be able to get your kale and your apple and you'll be able to get all that stuff that you want to juice on the spot and um, i think that'll be that'll be a really nice change you know just to to have that available for you you know where you know you want a vegan and, a, and someone who's on keto and a carnivore you want everybody to sit at the same table yep and you want everybody to feel like they're uh they're not compromising what they want. Yep. You know, so it's such a diverse marketplace yeah. now. You you know this is your answer to. You can't be one thing anymore. No. <laughs> you know you can't be an Italian restaurant anymore. You yep. You know it doesn't work anymore. I know you're bringing in a lot of technology yeah. as well yes. on on the POS yeah. side and yeah. on the the ordering side. So you know you're trying to adapt as yeah. this world evolves mm -hmm. and there'll be a real slick ordering platform so it'll all be as as tech advanced as you can be as far as ordering from your phone or when you come in there'll be kiosk if you you know very if cool you, if you don't want to interact with a human we can make that happen for you too you know you can just do everything on your phone pay everything just just get it to you you know so you know we have to factor everything in if this comes back and we have to shut down again we have a sustainable business where we can deliver and do takeout. Yeah. You know? So we're we're really trying to be as versatile as possible here, and and uh, you know when you have such a diverse group of eaters in, uh, in today's world, you know you got to kind of work for that. You yep. Know? So it's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I just wish uh, you know it was different times. <laughs> well, look, yeah. we we hope that you, and I know it's hard, and and you know I I've said this a couple of times to a few people offline. When you start sapping my entrepreneurial spirit, we have mm, a problem because yeah. I'm I'm pretty, yeah, I have a pretty hearty constitution in that For manner, sure. and and I know that's where you're at, and yeah. you know I hope that uh, you can stay excited for it. I think it'd be. Uh, terrible loss for Staten Island if yeah. if you weren't out there doing what you Thank do. You, yeah. Uh, as it gets closer, we will certainly uh, you know come back and promote this for you. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, best of luck. Hang in there. Thanks, man. And uh, it was great to yeah, see you, man. You too, brother. Be good. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. As always, you can check us out on all the platforms. PD's on the ones and twos. Always watching comments and keep them coming. Suggestions. It's been great. Um, everybody, thank you and stay safe.